episode number 372 of Houston Wrestling Radio. Where's Abel? Las Fadar. No, pues, wow. This is Chris. This is Hector. Yeah, we're taking this shit over tonight. Ah. And it's not even New Japan talk. Not much, no. Uh, our fearless leader, the chosen one, um, is in Stink Town of all places, Dallas. <laughs> I love being a dead horse. I'm going to say it again for the thousandth time. If assholes could fly, Dallas would be one huge ass airport. <laughs> God dang. Other than other than uh, Gino's East and Four Corners Brewery, there ain't nothing. To, there ain't nothing good about Dallas. Yeah, Martin cool. House. I'll add Martin House to that list. So Abel's working. He's on location. He couldn't be here as much as he would want him. So it's just Hector and I tonight. Yes. Two people that actually know about everything that's on this list. <laughs> Instead of having Abel play neck tennis, just that or standing idle. <laughs> So it's going to be low on the cooking references tonight, too. Yes. <laughs> it's been a week. What's been the huge thing that's taken over this whole week as far as pro wrestling goes? The sale of the network. Mm. Did you ever think that would happen? Hell no. Especially by NBC. But then again, they do have old partnerships that they've had. You know, the old XFL, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it only took another billion. It's kind of <clears throat> it's kind of weird to see the co- the company being this profitable <laughs> in, in a time when there's no house shows, no uh, what else? Cost savings. Yeah, save, cost cutting. A lot. Of, mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a weird time for a business like WWE to be almost in its prime financially. You know, I mean. <laughs> This isn't like GameStop. You want WWE <laughs> stock right now, you know? Yeah. Uh, I haven't really checked where, where it's at, but $200 million a year for at least for five years. Um, it sucks because I've seen videos and I myself have compared. I hope Peacock steps up their game on their searching stuff. Okay, so I'm a huge miser. I don't, I don't have cable. I barely have internet at my apartment. Um, the only networks that I pay for is WWE, nine bucks, uh, New Japan, eight dollars and change, mm-hmm. and as of a couple of months ago, uh, Disney Plus, which is like seven bucks. I have access to Netflix, I have access <laughs> to Amazon Prime. Shh, don't ask me how, I'm just sharing username and passwords, you know, yeah. it happens. Get all those. Um, <laughs> I don't want to spend more money, but I've I, uh, Scott the Scott. He has Peacock, and the it, he has it through the cable box because he actually has the whole Xfinity mm-hmm. cable stuff. You are not the only person to say that. Yeah, <laughs> that, that that app, and it's worth that I'm going to say this. At least the user face for the WWE Network app is a whole lot friendlier and user friendly than Peacock. Yeah. Peacock is. It's all over the place as far as actually using it. I downloaded it on my app, and the app is even worse. I am not a fan of it at all. 
just how they do their interface. Um, because basically what they what NBC did is bought them out for five years, right? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, WWE is still allowed to have the, their network app outside of the United States. And here in the States, they're shutting the whole app down. Yeah. So this is like Disney Plus, HBO Max. All these deals, all mm-hmm. that all that only matters in the US. In the UK, they still have um uh that Sky Network and all their little mini channels for all the other stuff, Sky Network DC, Sky Network Wrestling, all that stuff. Yeah. So the deals that matter here don't affect our viewers or listeners that we have around the world, which they actually do. <laughs> but um Yeah, let's say. Yeah, let's say. The um, <laughs> I like that I'm saving half the half the net the subscriptions. It was only five bucks for the for the regular thing. I don't I don't have access to the. If you're at Xfinity, you have like it like the the premium access comes with your your cable box and all that stuff. Because I don't have the box and all that other crap. But um, WWE for for its flaws, for the network, they've always been good with their timing of the rollout. You know, the first weekend that the network came out, they had NXT arrival. Let's mm-hmm. see how the let's see how 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 the site does because WrestleMania 30 was right around the corner. Mm-hmm. You know, whenever they do upgrades, they do um, televised house shows like that. Um, that I forget what it was called, but it was the one night in Nashville, and it was like on a Thursday night or a Saturday night. It was a house show. It was like an hour, oh. an hour and a half long. But that was basically because they had just done updates to the network and they wanted to see how it, how it, how it went. I think I remember that. One. They, um, from what I've heard, they're having Fastlane three weeks away from WrestleMania because that's when the network merges with the Peacock app so that they can see what errors they're going to have because three weeks from Fastlane is WrestleMania and yeah. you you have people. You want your cash, your filthy casuals all over WrestleMania, and if you've already got was it ten million, eleven million, some kind of subscribers in the U.S. that have Peacock, you're bringing in roughly between three hundred fifty thousand and a million extra subscribers because WWE's at one point five, but that's that's like everywhere. Yeah, they're bringing at least three hundred thousand new people into the Peacock Peacock app, and there's you're paying five bucks instead of ten. For, for the service that has the network and everything. Everyone's watching The Office, so every 30 yeah. seconds during Office commercials, you're going to get, oh, Bad Bunny's performing Booker T at the Royal Rumble. Watch the Royal Rumble, or, yeah. you know, and stuff like that. So it's just, it's that um, corporate synergy stuff, having everything on the same, in the same spot. It's just going to be weird. Hopefully, NBC servers actually have enough capacity to handle the, mm-hmm. the flux of you know, subscribers going in because that's the last thing they want to do is make a crash right before WrestleMania. Yeah. Or have any issues. If you have one person raise their hand and say, man, my feet suck during WrestleMania, the loud minority is going to be loud enough that people are going to hear it. And that's going to spread. That's like one bad Yelp review. And you're you're (laughs) like sunk almost. Um, but there's a lot. It's there's it's it's almost like a domino effect with the NBC because they're doing so many. I don't want to say cost cutting measures, but more like consolidation measures. Mm-hmm. Um, NBC Sports Network. Canceled. They're ta- they're tanking that. Yeah. And so. They're moving 
uh, Premier League games, NHL games, uh, football games, I, uh, auto racing also, I think Formula One, which I, I wouldn't mind seeing Formula One on NBC or, or on USA. Um, but it leaves the NXT show in doubt because their contract ends in October and most of the sports like hockey is on Wednesdays among other days, yeah. but it's heavy on Wednesday and that's, and they're going to throw it on USA. Then NXT is going to suffer or it's not going to, or what would you, what would you do with the NXT brand? Honestly, I wouldn't mind. Hey, they already, they have a deal with Fox putting SmackDown on actual public TV, you know. Mm-hmm. NBC has that capacity of doing that too. Why not put uh, if you want really, if you want NXT to go over that hump over AEW, put it on public. You mean on broadcast television? Yeah. You'd have it Wednesday night on NBC, prime time. Prime time. What what's what airs on Wednesday right now? That's a good question. <laughs> As someone that doesn't watch a lot of terrestrial TV, um, the voice—I don't know. <laughs> you know, Vince McMahon doesn't take a lot of L's, especially if he doesn't have to. But if he's getting two hundred million a year to wipe the tears away from his face, I would say that the NXT live experience on USA has been a bit of a flop. I would go back to its origins, especially especially if the app is – if you're looking for people to watch the yeah, app, I would have NXT back live on Wednesdays every week. If it's if – it, if it happens if, – because like um, season premieres, the fall lineup and all that stuff, mm-hmm. last week, September, first week of October, those are where series premieres happens. So by October – if, if, if the Rona is under control or everybody's taking enough of the vaccine and we have some kind of an actual audience, I'd throw it back in full sale back to normal and have that be the, the, the season premiere on the, on the Peacock app. You'll see commercials every program you watch on, the, on Peacock or every time on NBC or USA. They've got a couple of more channels that I can't, I can't float off the top of my head right now. But, uh, yeah, you can get you can get a lot of eyeballs watching NXT. They could do more viewers on the on the Peacock app than they would on USA. Hmm. As odd as it might sound. Yeah. Because everybody's getting into the app game now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so so much for not paying cable. Now wouldn't it be nice if there was this like this one box that just had like all the channels that you needed and you could just pay like one 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 fee, you know? I wonder. <laughs> Oh, speaking of the Rona, you ready for the Super Bowl next weekend? Hey, I'm surprised you're not wearing black. I see the Texans logo. Ah, shit. This is the part of the show that we would have Abel nonstop for 10 minutes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Deshaun wants out. Doesn't oh, matter who man. we hired as the head coach, Deshaun won out. And um, JJ Watt's probably gonna follow oh, right yeah. behind him. I don't blame him. I do not blame him. <laughs> well, I'm like, they're asking like the season ticket holders, like, what are you gonna do? Uh, you don't have your your batch of. Well, we're still with the Texans and everything. And we're like, yeah, but hell, even a journalist that covered the Texans quit. 
<laughs> wow, I did not hear that. Yeah, I've just, I've just read about a dozen posts from Arnold in the last couple of days. Start <laughs> with the team, man. We, we can't catch a break, dude. Rockets, Harden's uh, gone. Harden's gone. Astros, Springer's oh. gone. And then now with the Texans, Watson wants oh, out. Shit, the the swerve that that I got from the Astros, I was like, oh my god. <laughs> It's like, all right, I get the, the notification from my, from my cousin in the morning. Springer's out. He got traded to Blue Jays. I was like, I already know he was going to be out. So mm-hmm. I was expecting that. And he was I, nice about it. Yeah. Yeah. Which I still don't mind because they got BGO Jr. over there. And I'm mm-hmm. like, all right, bring him out. What the fuck? But then I got that, that, I got that notification of uh, Brantley. Going to to Toronto, Toronto also was like yeah. oh. ah, and then <laughs> the last no, minute, Spain. <laughs> what the fuck happened? <laughs> so the reason we went off the sports tangent is because next week apparently there's this there's this game called the Super Bowl. In ah, really? What is it? <laughs> so apparently, like like two or three dozen uh, people are like in this huge bowl, and they just. Push each other around until somebody gets enough points. I I forget how it goes. How do and then somebody like does bowl. karaoke in the middle. Oh, is it really I, I sponsored heard that, by a whole bunch of people? I I heard that the the person doing karaoke in the middle is like representing the week the the weekend. Yeah, because right? it, it's it the Super Bowl is on a Sunday. You don't want to have a performance by the weekday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the point of this crappy joke. NFL wants over 20,000 people in attendance as fans, paying customers, and the same arena that WrestleMania is happening this year. Do you think WWE will actually have 20,000, 25,000 people in Florida for two nights? If it happens with the NFL and is successful, they have nothing to stop them from saying, hey, define successful. No outbreaks. Because uh, if I remember right, what they were announcing this weekend about when the playoff games are happening, that the people in attendance are going to be frontline workers. That's mm. that's the people who are attending. Those are the only people allowed in that stadium. I have I'm, I got the pings on my Sports Center app. I didn't watch any of the games. Were all these people wearing masks? Nope. <laughs> You're a frontline worker. You have one job. Well, you have several jobs. But the second on the list is to have your mask on. Uh, it's like, I'm guessing those are the ones that already took the va- the vaccine. Oh, Double well. dosage. So they're going to be like, oh, okay. let's test it out. I'll, I'll let that slide. Okay. The frontline workers are the people that are going to be watching these shows. You think frontline workers are going to be the ones in attendance at WrestleMania? Hell no. In Florida, of all people, Hell so, no. yeah, well, look, look, I'm gonna leave the floor to you. Tell me something good that has come out of Florida. Hard to figure that one out. Just that silence hanging in the air for a little bit. Florida, where people were out on the beach this time last year when the government was telling people that they're supposed to be quarantined. You remember that? You saw, remember those pictures floating around? And then the next week, it was all. You really look like a Texas fan. We did that. (laughs) 
as a wrestling fan, would you spend money for two nights of WrestleMania? No. Would you spend money for one night of WrestleMania? Yes. Would you be butthurt if you picked the wrong night? Yes. <laughs> I don't know how long you've been watching our shows, but I've had a pretty long, cons consistent rant about trying to get my refund for WrestleMania 25, and that was one night. And I didn't even have to go that far. I it was here. I live here. I actually not <laughs> here here. I, for that one, I was actually there. And that one, I actually got it for free because I got I wanted off a radio station. So I was like, <laughs> All right. I mean, Oh, so there's no loss to you. No, no, no loss for me. Oh, hell no. I, I, it was Abel, his girl at the time, uh, David, me, and my and my ex-wife at the time. We were we were still dating. Um, yeah, yeah. That show. Like, if you're not, if you're a casual wrestling fan, you went ooh and off ah for a lot of stuff. If you're a hardcore wrestling fan, you were like, ah. <laughs> oh. I think the only the only match I remember from that one is uh Sean Taker. Of course, who doesn't? Other than that, I was like, uh, what the fuck? I, I was. It was more like a blur to me. Oh man, yeah. It, most of it's still a blur to me too. I think I remember Ricky Rourke punch, punching out Jericho. Uh, the Hardys killing each other in the ladder match. And... I think uh, that pop that Steamboat got. Oh, he could. Him going into the ring, actually doing what he used to do. I was like, oh, oh shit. Yeah. You got my attention. <laughs> uh, um, sidebar, I had fifth row ringside for the Raw after Mania at, at the Toyota Center, Center at the garage. And so that 10 man opening tag match with Steamboat. Oh, oh man. man, I was losing my shit. Yeah. It's weird because I'm just that, like, I've got, I've, it's just a flood of all these memories going on right now because it's Royal Rumble weekend and it's where last year was here. Mm -hmm. um, couple of years uh 2017 was in san antonio um y'all went to that one already. yeah oh yeah 17 was my year i had five eight five i, I did the big four that year and great balls of fire on the side <laughs> <laughs> and you went and three takeovers you went, you WWE went, got a lot of my money you mean you went to go see testicles on fire as a sign <laughs> And for whatever reason, it didn't burn when I peed. So <laughs> I, I was I went with it until I didn't have to anymore, or until the show was over. Either one. Um, but yeah, wrestle. I think now with the Peacock app wanting, oh, in desperation of content to justify their their monthlies, I wouldn't be surprised if there's fucking 16, 17, 18 pay per views a year. Now, right. WrestleMania being two nights, um, which is only going to be for this year's WrestleMania, because from what the announcement that they did, that could change too, though, because this changed. year's was only supposed to be one night. So, is that going to change your mind on going to Dallas next year <sighs> and LA the following year? Yes, I would. That's man, see. This this year's WrestleMania. Last year we knew they weren't gonna have nobody there. Mm -hmm. This year is weird because it's gonna be almost like the PS Five. Like you, you're gonna have to like keep your eyes open for for long increments of time at a time to see if there's availability for tickets. Because if something's that scarce, you know, regardless, 
if there's a travel ban, then we can't have anybody from all the 146 different countries that WWE touts every year that so many people come to wrestling. Tout. Justin. <laughs> Justin, the Americans. If they if they put 20,000 tickets for sale, those 20,000 are gone per night. They're gone. Gone, gone. Like, I didn't. WrestleMania 34 tickets, most of them, if not all of them, were sold out within the first, like, week. I didn't buy tickets until after they had already done their like run through in, in January or February and made sure that all the all the room they had was was covered for all the, the lighting and shit. And it's like, oh well, we can open up these extra seats. And that's how I that's how I got in late on after the fact for thirty four. Um, so it, it's hard to judge for a show in April when the tickets go on sale in November, and if you're shit out of luck in November, you're probably not going to make it unless you're like paying double triple which i don't i'm the antithesis of that i don't i don't do that so but if it's two nights shit i honestly i don't know if if i could i don't know if i could stomach dallas that long <laughs> for la though I'm, i mean like i'm, I'm i've got i've got a, i've got a uh, flight to la plan in a couple of weeks i, I don't need an excuse to go up there you know, you don't need an excuse to go up there either. Yeah, no. So being in LA for four or five days, I'm all about that. I don't have to go to both nights of WrestleMania for it. You know, worst case scenario, I mean, the way things are now, I could probably trade somebody straight up one night for another if they if they if someone's interested in the other night instead. But I, it would be a lot more expensive than say a forty dollar ticket for Takeover the first night. Hundred seventy five dollar ticket for WrestleMania on the second night, as opposed to hey, hey, get you twice, motherfucker. One hundred seventy five dollars yeah. each night. Like, nah, I don't know about all that for half a card. Because remember, WrestleMania was enough. I pay one hundred fifty bucks for WrestleMania if it's my Wrestle Kingdom, and I know I'm gonna my ass is gonna be numb after the sixth hour, knowing there's two hours left. But if you're gonna pay, if you're gonna charge that twice, so you can spread that show over two days. I don't know about all that. That's that's. that's you mentioned Wrestle Kingdom. That is the only pay per view that I would actually pay for the two nights. Oh yeah, if they continue. Well, that, again, it's a three. It's a, well for me, it's a three hour drive to Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> it is a sixteen hour journey to Tokyo. So if you're going all the way out there, make that shit work. May, <laughs> might as well make it work. Make it happen. Sell blood. Sell semen. Don't mix it together. You go. <laughs> you go to both nights. Fuck it. And New Year's Dash. All of it. You know, they were the creators of the raw after. <laughs> oh man, so let's get it out of the way because we've spent pretty much the first 15 20 minutes talking about WWE. I'm asking you two questions Who do you want to win the men's Royal Rumble? Mm-hmm. And then, who do you think WWE will give the Royal Rumble to? So, who do you want to win the Royal Rumble? I want that be a part A, part B. Sure. A, Nakamura. Ooh. B, Daniel Bryan. Mm. The reason why I say Nakamura is recent face turn. Yes, his old music's back. Yes. And if you want some type of build up of to to Mania, you already know the fans are gonna be chanting. His song. Oh. <laughs> he is basically the. He's basically taking up the Jericho moniker of sing along to the theme song in WWE. Yeah. You know, and Daniel Bryan is like, uh, 
we wanted this for how many years? <laughs> We've gotten it more than once. But as a, as a Rumble winner. Oh, that's right. Ryan's never won the Rumble. Yeah. And that spot we wanted him on. Poor Mysterio. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's the, that still gets, brings a tear to my eye. I've never seen so many people boo a Mexican before. <laughs> At least not, 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 near the, not, not away from the border. Yeah. Um, I'm torn with your picks because WWE has an opportunity to be New Japan-ish and actually put some dream matches on the table. Mm-hmm. And Nakamura Bryan would definitely co-main event either of those nights. Yeah. Either of them. So I don't know if I want either of them winning. I'd mark the fuck out. It'd be a feather in the cap of Nakamura for a guy that got to have won it twice. You know, the first time it was cool because he had just showed up to the company. Well, he had just showed up to the main roster after being in NXT and being a signing from, from New Japan. Um, and then Brian with the emotional attachment. But it's weird because I'm so... I'm so jaded with the WWE product because I've been to so many events and I've seen so many shows and I've been let down so many times. Do you, do you want to see Daniel Bryan lose to Roman Reigns at Mania? Because that's what's going to happen. Yeah, that's that part. Because Mike... Do you want to see Nakamura lose to Roman? It won't be as bad as him losing to Jinder at SummerSlam, <laughs> which I was at. It'll be against the Tribal Chief, and this is a mm. character that I kind of do like from Roman, so I don't mind him losing to that because he's not the corny Roman from a year ago. Yeah. Bring some legitimacy and threat into it, you know, for me. I'm going to go storyline for the two that I want to see win. Um, I said it when we did our end of the year. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. <laughs> BLM, dude. Biggie, give it to Biggie. He can lose. He could lose to Roman at Mania, put up a good front, or he could win it and Roman can take it back the next month. I'll be fine with it either way. Um, there's some rumor on the dirt on the dirt sheets on the internet's with a Z that there's a pick that is scaring some bookers that they'll pull the trigger on, and that's what my pick I think is going to be that WWE will choose. It's weird because if they if they <laughs> If it's unexpected, the hook will be in my mouth long enough that I'll give it an honest chance. So I'm going to throw something out there that probably no one's going to agree with. But again, the key word is storyline. You have a foundation for you to build it on. Because I was curious when it happened to Kofi. What if they fucking... Why don't they fucking give it to Mustafa? Mustafa with retribution behind him against either fucking Goldberg or Drew McIntyre. Or The Miz. It'd be much more believable for Mustafa to take the belt from The Miz as opposed to him being a guy like McIntyre head on or Goldberg. But here's the thing, though, that storyline wise. Isn't he already feuding with Kofi about the fact that he took his triumphant moment from him of what could have been? Mm-hmm. So, much as that pick has sounds... Co- have Kofi cost Mustafa the match at Mania and have, yeah. and run with, with, with Kofi and Mustafa, but having that... Again, that's again, the Mustafa, again, again <laughs> and, and that's 
for for the for I just shit on not wanting to pay three hundred fifty dollars for two nights at WrestleMania. On the back end, it gives you a lot of room to breathe. Mustafa doesn't have to main event either night of WrestleMania, so you can have him win a Rumble and solidify his storyline as oh. This is the guy that won the belt three years ago. That should have been me. But the company didn't give me any breaks like they gave Kofi breaks. So now I'm taking them. And I'm having my team eliminate everyone else for me. I'm mm. taking this Rumble victory. And who knows who might join the cause by the time I get to Mania. Just to have Co- just to have the New Day reunite. Again, the New Day reunite yeah. on pay-per-views. That would be nice. Yeah. I would, I would, I wouldn't mind that, but if Kofi would have gotten his hands back on the belt, mm-hmm. or he could still get his hands back on the belt, if that would have happened, I would agree with you. Because I think storyline wise, storyline wise, Raw needs a legitimate hook. The stuff on Raw is not getting my attention at all. I tried. It's Royal Rumble week. I tried to sit through three hours of Monday Night Raw. I couldn't. I fucking couldn't. I went back to like classic episodes of Unsolved Mysteries, Kitchen Nightmares. Um, I forget the ethnicity of the guy, but if you watch the IT, the IT crowd, um, Adoboye Boye, he has a travel ch- uh, show on on the Travel Channel. That's on my. Pa- I'm watching so much shit. I try to watch Raw, and there isn't anything compelling enough for me to stick around for more than like two segments. They have to have something to to, to make you tune in. What are they going to do this week? What are they going to do this week? What are they going to do next week? At least with Raw, there's at least three different storylines on Raw. Where, on, on SmackDown. There's these three yeah. different storylines on SmackDown where you're like, oh, I didn't think the Roman stuff was going to be this good. This Roman stuff is fucking good. The story with Daniel Bryan. Oh, man, this stuff's getting good, though. Nakamura stuff with Cesaro. It's like, oh, Nakamura, Cesaro might not be the face that you think he is. It's because Nakamura's got his old team back. You know, he might, <laughs> dude. You remember that best of seven with not with Sheamus and Cesaro? You need oh, a best of five man. with Nakamura and Cesaro. There's so much stuff, and it helped. Uh, and again, another fucking dead horse. It helps tremendously to SmackDown two hours. Yes. Tremendously, Raw three hours. It just oh. who? I kind of know what your answer is, but I want you to tell them. Who do you think WWE gives a men's rumble to? Uh, Brock. God damn it! <laughs> hey, you almost, you almost had it. Uh, I, I wasn't aiming, but you know that 3D. Put your glasses on. Brock. Huh? Yes. Star power. Character you haven't seen since when? Mm-hmm. Now, you saw what my knee-jerk reaction was, or my elbow reaction was. Yes. But there is some intrigue there. Let's run with your theory. You got Lesnar winning the Rumble. Mm-hmm. Do you have him go against Drew? Or do you have him go against Heyman's new client? And that's... <laughs> oh, man. Redemption, you want to go with Drew. But if, if again, New Year's Eve, Eve, apparently Brock wants to be a face mm-hmm. and start helping pe- put people over. 
and that would be the perfect spot to raise Roman up. And I would honestly, for me now, I would go with Roman because you don't have the Roman that struggled to for people to the way that WWE was trying to shove him down our throats for those what three consecutive mm-hmm. manias and rumbles. Yeah. Yeah. So what better way right now to right now everybody loves this character. And you know what Finally the you know what him. the best part about that scenario is, is that we've seen it before. Remember mm-hmm. when? What was it? Shit. Where? <laughs> Let me help y'all. You remember the feud with Brock and Angle, but Brock couldn't have go, couldn't go through Angle until he went through Shelton Benjamin. Until he went to Charlie Haas. Until he went to the world's greatest tag team, Team Angle. Oh, yeah. So if you throw Jimmy and Jay as mini bosses up to Roman, not necessarily kill them, but in a loss, put them over on the way to Roman. Oh, shit. I forgot about that. <laughs> you took it back like what? 2002. 2002. Yeah. And Angle was the smaller guy of the two, and he was the yeah. heel. And but he had he had Benjamin and Haas to do the dirty work for him that brought the foil that Brock Lesnar had. Oh, even Angle's twin brother at one point. Yeah, I remember that now. <laughs> so you have Back you can do. Oh, Roman! Roman's about to be Jimmy. Crazy. Roman's about to be Jimmy. He rolls in Jay. <laughs> yep. Build it up until Mania. That would be yeah. That honestly, I think WWE might go with that. And the MVP of the whole fucking thing would be Heyman. Just Heyman. I, I would want to see Heyman put in between them two. Pick. Because, <laughs> you know, even, again, for all, the, for, all the, for all the repetition and redundance of the whole process of Lesnar's promos building up to his matches, Heyman building up his opponents, building up Lesnar's opponents, but then Lesnar being just that much better. But to see Heyman try to build up Brock in this stage of, the, of his character <laughs> and then build up the table, the bloodline, it just – seeing Brock get his hands on Heyman, that's another throwback ever since Heyman went to the, with the big show, you know? Yeah, that's the one that I remember. <laughs> I literally forgot about the Kurt Angle stuff because I remember the whole I don't, I don't, with, at, with Big Show. At this point, I don't know if I want Brock and McIntyre again. I don't think it'll do either one of them any favors. Mm-mm. Hell, I don't want Brock against Goldberg if Goldberg beats uh, Drew for the title and we get Goldberg. Again, for everybody that shits on that idea, when you get 10 million views in less than 24 hours, WWE's not run with it. So, Do you think that they, this might be the day that – or this might be the year that they try to unify the title? No. Mm-hmm. Is, it fe- is it feasible for them? Mm-hmm. Because, again – you have a champion in SmackDown that is a must must watch because obviously they're getting the numbers mm-hmm. and Raw's dwindling bad. But then it'll make SmackDown irrelevant because after every pay per view, the champ's gonna show up on Raw first, and that's when all the all, that's when all the challenges will happen. I think we had that before. They uh, they can't. There's no sense in unifying the belts against unless they unify the brand. And at that point, then your up and comers like Xavier Woods, like uh, our friend Brennan, um, 
gun um not not that I'm the biggest mark, but uh Jackson Riker showing some strides with Elias. He's coming yeah. he's coming along pretty good. Um there's a lot of young talent. Ha, fuck, retribution in general. That's that's they're you're not gonna they're actually beginning to go. Yeah. You're not, you're, if you're gonna be spending three segments on Raw and two segments on SmackDown on the same guy, that's gonna kill a lot of availability for other talents to try to get over on their own or have time for any of them to get over. Um you're picking Brock. Fuck. Uh I got another pick. Who I think WWE will have win the Rumble. Ugh. I don't know why I'm getting a, a nasty taste out of, my, out of my mouth when I say this. But since you already picked Brock, I'm going to try to pick somebody that's out, that's, that's, that wouldn't shock me. I'm going to put some money on Edge. Edge? The comeback story, again. The guy that's been that's been in four decades of of WWE Rumbles, you know. The only thing with that is I don't know if WWE would have that kind of trust in him physically lasting, you know. You he came he'll... back for two. He came back from retirement. He came back at the Rumble, and then he had his match at WrestleMania. And then by his third match, he already hurt himself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you think it? Fuck it, I'm going Brock. I hate to say it, but it's 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 Brock. But do you have opportunities there to make me change my mind? Yeah, fuck it. You, they go. Um, baby goes for their safe pick. Bring out somebody that was not at WrestleMania last year. Oh no, you're not helping me out here. Triple H. Oh, oh well. <laughs> He's been out of the screen for a year. So since Triple H already tried to put over Roman at the WrestleMania in Dallas, so Triple H should be his McIntyre, the chosen one. Hmm. You can, you have time to make that work. You do have time to story make story wise. Work. You can have Triple H be like, I'm the fucking standard bearer now. I'm Take the yardstick. Now. I'm the yeah. yardstick. And then, I'm the last remnant of the Attitude Era. You, you youngins aren't going to get over until you get past me. Mm-hmm. Huh. That's that's interesting. I I would not be at I wouldn't be mad at Triple H winning. Well, I take that back. He won it already. What? Twice. Twice. So that would make him a three-time winner. Him and Austin to be the only guys to win it three times. I don't know if I would want to put Triple H in that category. But then again. If you want Triple H versus McIntyre, you don't necessarily need Triple H winning the Rumble to have that match. You can tell the story yeah, just true. fine. If you if you have um, McIntyre beat Goldberg and then make just one comment about how people from that era, you've had your time, it's time to let the youngins take over mm-hmm. and then have Triple H be offended by that. I'm not done yet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going with Brock. If, Fuck. If, okay, thinking about that comment that they made, that is a scary pick that's starting to get to be considered. On that WrestleMania promo, oh, well, the announcement of LA, Dallas, and Tampa mm-hmm. this year. Cena was on it. 
you have three people that we're all afraid of. One of them is Brock, the other one's Goldberg, and Cena. I'm not afraid of Cena no more. <laughs> I know, but then again, we can't see him, so it's like, yeah. um, his battle, his his return as a doctor of economics two years ago, his performance, <laughs> his performance against Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania last year. I don't mind Cena winning. Under what character though? You think uh, uh, story wise, I would just make it up of he got put down, he comes back, but he comes back and not know which one, which one of his phases comes in. Why not just have him come out as himself? Hollywood Cena. Oh, Hollywood Cena. <laughs> Hollywood Hogan, Hollywood Rock, Hollywood Cena. Wow, that, that'd be interesting. You know, see, this stuff doesn't scare me anymore. It's weird. Like, I'm, I, again, the being the jaded part, the whole, the, uh, maybe it's the whole, the whole pandemic or the presentation, but there isn't a lot of things that worry me because there's time to fix them. You know, we have Fastlane coming up. Uh, they're apparently bringing back Armageddon. So you have time to make things work. Um, so it doesn't. So you don't really have to stick to anything. I think the the one thing that that's like stabbing at my craw a little bit is the Miz. They faked the cash in. They went to court. He has the the briefcase back. Yeah. And he's he's. What do you do with him? Do you wait for another WrestleMania cash in? Or do you pull the trigger at Armageddon for him to go in as a champion? Cash is in at Armageddon. Has to defend the title at Fastlane and loses it. And that's it. He has a title. I don't know. That That's a big question. And here's Mark. the other thing. I don't want to be... Uh, Swerve McGillicuddy here, but he, they're focusing so much on him in this feud with Rome, with uh, McIntyre and, and Goldberg. A part of me wants to say, what if he goes to SmackDown and just like snatches it from Roman? But it wouldn't make any sense mm. whatsoever, and it would—I don't know if it would kill any momentum that Roman has right now. It would. Honestly, I, if there's something gonna happen, shenanigans, I prefer it on Raw. Keep it away from SmackDown. Crazy hypothetical. What if the Miz takes it from Finn Balor? Huh. Well, we did see. You could have the Miz every week on the same network that has his show put over NXT. NXT, all the NXT talent complaining about how they're the better brand, and the Miz comes in with the money in the bank, takes it from Balor, feuds with Balor, feuds with Champa, feuds mm. with they feed Miz to Killer Cross. 
Goes off into back to his own planet or whatever. Oh my god. I don't know. I think that's too much for him to even go down to MSG. You see, you see, you see, and again, that's part of that's part of the perception. The way you just said that. Yeah. You're not going down to NXT. NXT is on the same network, is on the same show as Raw on the same time. They're on even equal footing. It just is the perception that you give to the audience of how valuable NXT really is. So as soon while people still say what you just said, NXT won't be taken as seriously to the point that they're going to continue to keep losing on Wednesdays to the other brand. But if you have a guy like Miz down there talking crap, if you have the Miz with Morrison down there being the the Floyd Mayweather, the Conor McGregor, the heel that you just want to see somebody beat him up so much you want to pay for it. Mm-hmm. And somehow Morrison helps Miz squeak out. Mm-hmm. Just to end it with Morrison taking the NXT title from the Miz. There's a little bit of attention all right, wake up because you're not supposed to take that seriously. Yeah. We put, we, we're going to play, <laughs> play this game again. Who do you want to see win the Women's Royal Rumble? Who do you think WWE will give the Women's Royal Rumble to? Honestly, who I want, I want Bailey. <laughs> I know, crazy pick, but think about it. I haven't been watching enough SmackDown. What is Bailey doing on a consistent basis? Bailey is making shit work. <laughs> Tell me, fill me in, persuade me. There, they gave her, um, they gave her this type of, of segment. You know how Bliss had her mm-hmm. table talk or whatever. <laughs> Moment of Bliss, fool! It's not even been a yeah. whole year. You're. <laughs> Well, Bailey has this whole ding dong door that makes competitors go and fucking just knock on the door, and that's it. And she made that shit entertaining with Bianca Belair, making her stupid, making her look stupid, somewhat. Um, so having her as a heel, Bailey, having to flaunt that, hey, I took all of y'all. I would love to see that shit. Just how much, how much of a, a smack talk she could go up. If you're going to embellish that, you have to do it. You have to go all the way to, to 11. If you're going to sell me on Bailey being that kind of like shitty heel, I want to see Bailey win the Rumble without eliminating anybody. <laughs> now you got to think, how do you do that? <laughs> just go in and pull a horn swoggle? Nah, just have three people, then two of them are, or something happens, and the two of them throw each other out, and Bailey's the last one. She don't eliminate nobody. <laughs> Not even. That would be entertaining. <laughs> just to see that. <laughs> I, it's it's weird. I haven't I haven't detoured from either of my picks from my, either of my predictions from earlier in the year. The fact that we're doing two nights of WrestleMania again, that show needs to have an element of NXT shine on it. I want Rhea Ripley to win it. And you can come up with so much stuff between now and Fastlane 
is that since Asuka and Charlotte are the tag team champions, but Charlotte is not helping Asuka with the with the with the bliss stuff, and Asuka is not helping Charlotte with the um lacy. With, with the lacy stuff, you can have the divide where they where they take each other out, and Charlotte takes the belt the the women's belt from Asuka. Oh, the rematch, and then rematch for Mania. You took my belt last year. This year, I'm taking your belt. That would be a good story. And that would be Rhea's official, like, I don't want to say official because she was on the she was on the uh, on Raw for a little bit. But if but if that's her call up to the main roster, that's her like official debut. Is her beating Charlotte? That, that would be nice because that the the whole NXT story of her is that brought her down. That broke her. Yeah. And she needs redemption. Yeah. Yeah. That would be a great yeah. Yeah. But that's what you would want. That's what I would want. Either that or again, I don't know why I'm on this thread, but and I'm not saying she necessarily wins. Wouldn't doesn't matter if she goes up with Asuka or with um uh Sasha. Well maybe we could do a story. Bianca Belair, Bianca's oh, yeah. teaming with Sasha. She's in these tag team matches. Oh, now suddenly I can't really trust you because even though we're on the same team, you want what I have and you have a date with me for what I have. Yeah, and you can really implode that pretty quickly. And I don't know. And I just... through twenty twenty, I think that I want to throw people off here, so I'm gonna try to say this a little bit slower. Bailey was a better heel. And is a better heel than Sasha's being a face. Yes. Bailey's heel work is ten times better than Sasha's face work. Because Sasha's face work is basically the same stuff that she's been doing forever. There's no change in her character. If I were to show you a match from three years ago, you wouldn't know the difference between Becky Sasha three years ago and Sasha now. Bailey, the presentation, the aura, the the delivery, all that's completely different from Bailey. So I'd I'd have Bianca take Sasha out and then slowly turn Sasha into a heel again, but then separate them. Like, don't have just because Bailey and Sasha are both evil, don't have them team up, then just, just spread them out and have them do their own thing. Yeah. But I would want either Rhea or Bianca. We, I, I'm, I guess it's been happening the last couple of years, but I'm like, I'm looking for like the next generation to step up. That's why I'm picking Big E, Mustafa, Rhea, and, uh, and Bianca. As far as who I think WWE will give it to, as far as the women go, dude, I honestly have no idea. I hope you'll know what my prediction was at the beginning of the year. Ronda. <laughs> okay. Hate me if you want to, but you know that that's Vince's thing. The Lesnar stuff is easy. You you have you you have uh you have some outlets there to make it interesting. Mm-hmm. Where would you stick Ronda? Do you have her beat Sasha? You have Ronda no, lose to Sasha? No, no. You have Ronda beat Oscar? No. You have Ronda beat Charlotte? Ronda beat Becky. Becky gave birth already. Where's this Becky coming from? You know she's gonna come back. And you know Vince has to have that blowout. Because why? Vince contacted Ronda for three years and only cashed in on one. The contract ends up this year. So, 
Okay, so I'm going to throw another curveball out there. Rhonda's been gone for a while. She's going to need some seasoning, I would think. Shayna Baszler? Why not have Rhonda versus Io? You want nice. matches that'll get people talking, not people complaining. Ronda versus EO for the NXT strap, first time ever with someone that, and I'm not trying to say this as a negative of the girls that, that can't lead a match, but you can point out some bad Charlotte matches, even recently. Oh, yeah, you can point out some you can point out some bad Bailey matches or bad Sasha matches recently. <laughs> Give me a bad EO match that's happened recently. Hell no. There ain't none. Yeah. And it would get a lot of people talking. A lot of people talking. Yeah, I would jump on that one. Rhonda. I, yeah, the women, I have no idea. None. And it, it, it sucks because the travel restrictions. I would want to see, I really want to see Kaylee Rave in there. I really want to see Zaya uh, Brookside in there. I really want to see Piper Niven in there. I really want to see Walter in the men's. I really want to see um, A Kid. I want to see Dragonoff in the. Rumble. I want to see Dragonoff in there. I want to see, oh, yeah. They face off him and uh, and uh, Walter. Just chalk fist. <laughs> Scott sent me a TikTok, and it was like this thirty minute amalgam, thirty second amalgamation of nothing but Walter. Just <laughs> oh my god, man. I had a friend. I had a friend that I met. And, uh, it's like I, I, I it's like I, I don't watch wrestling now. I, I, I remember watching wrestling when it was real. And <laughs> let me show you a little bit. <laughs> so I sent a four-minute review WWE highlight clip of Walter versus Dragonoff. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I didn't hear any rebuttal after that. And that happened last year, and that's it's it's funny. Like I I don't like I don't want to watch it myself like anymore, but it's great ammunition for anybody that says WWE. You mean that fake shit? Oh, let me tell, let me show you what a Walter is. Oh, you can't pronounce his name. It's a W, stupid. Yeah. Oh man. Oh man. Are you excited to see Reigns and Owens again? Actually, they have a good buildup. So uh, it's under consideration. Give me an anticipation level. I give it a seven. And that's high. I'm at a five. Because oh, if Owens isn't winning this, and what do you do yeah. with Owens after this? That's the thing. Am I supposed to not care about that? Should I just honestly, enjoy the match for what it is and not be too hung up? Honestly, if you're gonna do if you're gonna put down Owens. Just give him what he wants. Send him back to NXT. That's what he's been wanting for years. Well, for the last two years. Ooh, Kevin Owens, Daniel Bryan. I mean, eh, I prefer Bryan Nakamura on Mania. If my mm. picks don't happen, which they won't, but God, see if WWE would have planned this. How fucking awesome would the Dusty Cups have been 
if you reunited Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. <laughs> have them in, about have them in the finals against MSK or have them in the finals against the Grizzled Young Vets. Or have them in the finals against Cole and Strong. Oh. <laughs> you can't have nice things. No. It's obvious can't. Reigns is winning. Right? Did you ever hear anything about the application you meant as a writer? <laughs> no. I'm going I'm to I'm I'm reapply once this man gets that COVID test. Yeah. Until then. I'm just gonna assume that, uh, they, that I'm, 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 I'm too good. Start forward. Or should, or, 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 Start forward to Triple H. Or should, <laughs> Paul, Mister Levesque. Um, or should I start forwarding my resume to AEW? Maybe tell you'll give it a look. Hey. Um, you probably get a better shot at MLW. <laughs> Si, senor, deja tu resume in Escapade 2000. And we'll look it over. <laughs> oh, man. Damn. All right, fucking elephant in the room. Goldberg's back. He pushes He pushes McIntyre on his ass. We got we got Goldberg and fucking McIntyre at the Rumble, and the Miz is trying to, like, finagle his way somewhere around there. Where are you at? Anticipation. I got a four. And all four points are for the Miz. Oh my God. For real. Literally, I I don't understand why. Why are they putting McIntyre through this? Especially with that sour taste that Goldberg left us last year. What is he doing? Doing the Undertaker thing? And oh, I want one last match that's gonna put me out there. What did he do? What did he do last year that soured you? Took a, took the title away from Bray. Oh, that's right. Yeah, but he gave it to Braun, which yes. was supposed to be Roman. Yes, but it wanted to be Braun. And what did Braun do? He gave it back to Bray. <laughs> <laughs> the circle of life. <laughs> Samsara, birth is pain, life is pain, death is pain. Death, Bray got the belt back. It's, 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 it's fine. It's all the same. What did you need to do that? If you want to take a couple of minutes to talk about it, yeah. Bray, uh, yeah, they needed to do that. With Goldberg. You're focusing on the wrong side of the coin here. You're looking at heads. I'm looking at tails. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, who doesn't look at tails? <laughs> well, I'm over tits guy. Um, Wrong coin. <laughs> is my coin braille? <laughs> um, or it's really cold. So you're focusing on, on Goldberg. I'm focusing on it's been three years. You put enough hype around him. You had to give him a shot to see if he could sink or swim. And I'm talking about Braun mm. with a heavy, with a main title. And it, I would say it was a somewhere in between success and a failure because the propaganda was working. He had his own interests. He had to freaking train. He had shirt. He had the gimmick where he went around the ring. Um, if we were in front of a lot before before pandemic live audiences, people were all about that. Yeah. Um, 
some of Braun's matches were okay. They weren't show stealing, but I mean, are you expecting a Tokyo Dome match out of Braun Strowman? Hell no. It, it it had to have been done at the expense of at the expense of Goldberg, but and part of that was timing again because Roman wasn't there. But well, now that Goldberg versus McIntyre, seven minutes. Goldberg's only going to do two moves like seven times, and hopefully McIntyre beats him. Yeah. Hopefully. I don't know what I don't know what you do with Goldberg if he wins the title. You know what? If Goldberg wins the title, I want the Miz to take it from him. That would be good. That same night, <laughs> Goldberg cash right there. cashes it in right on Bill. Oh, oh nice. this is this is the legend that we're speaking about that the undefeated streak. I beat the guy in ten seconds. <laughs> why, why? Why? Why is he here? Why is he taking up my time? Miz could give you the promo that Goldberg should be mad at. The promo that McIntyre never gave because they went so long on that match that McIntyre couldn't even cut the fucking promo. Yep. The music hit now with Goldberg. I heard what you said. I didn't say shit. <laughs> Boom, he falls on his ass. Like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> you read my mind. God damn. <laughs> All you WCW people, you take, you take Bret Hart's conscience from his head, now you can read people's minds. God damn. Let me play more the hell out of somebody's head so that I can start do start doing ESPN. <laughs> oh man, I'm at a five for this match too, mostly because now I built myself up to a five. I'll do like a three <laughs> or two. But Goldberg outspearing McIntyre, and then the Miz just coming in with the with the with that fucking fucking <laughs> deal with the fucking roll up. I don't care <laughs> if dude. The Miz will be intolerable on the mic. <laughs> the promo that I just cut. Again, why doesn't WWE want me on the mic? The Miz can beat Goldberg in under 10 seconds and then come on Raw the next night. And every wrestling fan will love him and hate him at the same time. That's what I was going to say. You're like, that would turn the Miz face. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh my God! Oh, I have Goldberg. I have Goldberg beating McIntyre just so that the Miz can catch it on him in like record time. I'll join you on that. Just yeah. because I hope it happens. It uh, sucks on McIntyre's aspect, but this will be a great way to put Goldberg away. So after what happened on Monday, I'm gonna just assume. What's your anticipation level for Matt Riddle against Bobby Lashley for the U.S. title? It's a tough one. I want to lean higher, but I think it's five. Right Ooh. now. Wasn't your hurt business geared stable of 2020? Yes, but this, the dumb things are doing with Matt Riddle. Because I believe Bobby Lashley could be a beast. Hell, I love this run in TNA. Oh, yeah. When he was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then with Team Top, top Team? Oh. Yep. But this yeah. whole thing about him, like the last dumb thing that I saw, <laughs> him stomping the floor on the wrong foot. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like, uh, somebody must have been high there so, in that one. <laughs> so, booking is kind of ruining this for me because, two, again, I'm, I'm that guy. You're going to put two former MMA athletes in front of me on, on a wrestling ring. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a 10 for that. Um, but it started devaluing last Monday when 
when Riddle beat Benjamin, and then Riddle beat MVP, and then Riddle beat Alexander. You just spent six months putting the hurt business up here just to have one guy bring them down to like here. Yeah. I I hated that. You could have at least had fucking like Lashley been like, enough children, no more fighting. I'm gonna show you how it's done. Just by DQ, just like ring them out with the with the fucking hurt lock. Like he did after the after the match. <laughs> you know? Yeah. He didn't have to give Riddle those three wins in a row. And it's weird because I'm I'm kind of liking Riddle's like almost tribute to RVD kind of promos. Cause Riddle's like, he don't give a shit. He's just back there. That fucking promo he had with R Truth. So you're the goat, and they both went, ah. <laughs> Oh my god. Dude. I sat through two hours and fifty-eight minutes of horseshit. For those thirty seconds, <laughs> that thirty second diamond of our truth, just being our truth, and Matt Riddle actually, <laughs> for as dumb as that segment was, if you were to tell me Vince McMahon told him to do that, I would say you're lying. Matt, that's that's Matt Riddle at the bar. That's Matt Riddle at the gym. That's Matt Riddle on the couch. That's that's him. Yeah. And people being themselves is what will get people over. And more of that, you know, <laughs> was it in, in December or November? I think it was December when Riddle broke MVP. Oh, my God. MVP's <laughs> like, I'm not your bro. And then Matt goes, oh. And then he like he went through it. He's like, mid-sentence, you got to stop. And just be like, oh, my fucking God, dude. And and it's that's and just because oh. because his promos with Pete Dunn in NXT, his promos with Timothy Thatcher, his promos being by himself, his promos against um uh Cassius Ono, that was him. Yeah, that wasn't. And again, because NXT, you didn't have that pressure of here's ABC, read what I tell you. It's go out there and get yourself over, because that's what Triple H says you do. Territory. And if Vince McMahon's back there, is like Vince McMahon's not watching this segment. I'm gonna just let loose. <laughs> no, give me give me a riddle and our truth as a tag team. Oh no. Oh, <laughs> oh that would be hilarious. <laughs> I can see our truth at the top of the ladder screaming at Matt. Hey Matt! I can get high too! <laughs> Fucking What's have, up? Have I have our truth come out of the room and bring another ladder with them? And then Riddle on top of there, like, bro. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Our truth tries to kick off the shoes, and then he gets disappointed because he's still wearing them. <laughs> God damn it, man. <laughs> so far, as far as I know, again, SmackDown's happening tomorrow. They could add some last-minute stuff. That's what we got going on so far for the Rumble. Five matches. We had one... Uh, viewer coming in and out. It was Jojo. What's up, man? They put uh, Punk wins. <laughs> if the laptop wasn't so far away, I'd block him right now. <laughs> Fuck. Now, uh, just, we would laugh it off, of course. But, 
for the sake of JoJo watching the show tonight, let's give this a minute. And here's why. Oh no. They are not, they are bringing back backstage for one night only, one night only, one night only. Yes. Renee Young, Booker T, and Paige? I believe so. There's a fourth co-host there. Oh, here we go. And they are announcing a number 30 spot. Oh, God. We don't know what whether it would be a woman or man. So, yeah. Or both. Santino? <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, yeah, that's why we entertained your response. <clears throat> it's not like Vince is hard up on money. No, of course. If that's what Punk covets. And that's what Punk said. Oh, shit ton of money. And a good storyline, which he could finally get his mania moment. You mean he didn't have it against Jericho? No. He didn't have it against Undertaker? No. His mania moment means top of the card. Give him a night one. And put the best one on night two. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Talk about the loophole there. God dang it, Bobby. So, okay, we're going to... God damn it, if Abel were here, he'd lose the rest of his hair. Um, but for argument's sake, I'm going to give this... I'm going to entertain this thought. Fuck, we ain't got much to talk about tonight anyway. A returning superstar coming in and winning the Royal Rumble. It's hard to do a great storyline when that's all you have. So who would his motivation, who would his frustration be against? Would it be against Vince? Would it be against Triple H? Would it be against Goldberg? Because Goldberg thinks this generation's soft and CM Punk's like, you know what? No. CM Punk against Roman. It's not that much already. You wouldn't spend all WWE would not spend all that money to have Punk versus Balor. Honestly, oh my God, Punk versus Balor. Here's my thought now. There's no way in hell they would even ever ever even flirt with the idea of Punk versus Walter. Oh hell no, and Punk would have been wouldn't even be up for that one. Here's the idea that I have. Oh, here we go. Give it to me. Give it to them. You're selling them. What? You, you, you pay Punk money. He wins the Rumble. The next night on Raw? I'm assuming you're saying the next night on Raw? What are we doing with Punk? Why don't you... Because like you said, you want Goldberg to win. Why don't you delay the briefcase and have Punk and Goldberg go at it? And right before, if you want to stick it to Punk, take his moment away. Right before Mania. I don't know, man. <laughs> God. I think in this point of the career, I think where WWE is at now, 
I don't know what's in the guy's head, but it, it all depends on what his priorities are. If he just wants to prove to Vince McMahon what how much of a commodity he is and he wants Brock Lesnar money for Brock Lesnar dates or wants Goldberg money for Goldberg dates, I would not have him in any kind of storyline whatsoever. I would I would have him in that Wrestle Kingdom spot. I would want to have Punk versus AJ Styles. Mm. I would want to have Punk versus Adam Cole. I would have... And to be honest, out of respect, I would have Punk versus Samoa Joe in Samoa Joe's retirement match as his farewell and back to the commentator booth. And just, dude, that's, oh my God. Again, WWE, why don't you want to hire me? Why? You can make it so easy. Samoa Joe couldn't win the title in the main roster. Samoa Joe can't even cut it on commentary. You can have Punk shows tell Samoa Joe that he's better at him at everything that Samoa Joe has ever done in WWE. And that's his farewell. Have Punk versus Joe. I, I, I would agree with you on that, but why have Samoa Joe retire? Here, because WWE's not going to put him in the ring again. Same thing with Nigel McGuinness. They're not going to have these guys in the ring anymore because they're concussion prone or they're injury prone. They don't want to have that. They don't want to have that on them. Especially with it. There's been more wrestlers dying in the ring in the past 10 years than there has been probably ever in wrestling. And when I, I mean dying in the ring, like actual wrestling, not overdoses, car accidents, suicides, no. acts of acts of acts of nature, whatever. I'm talking about physically in the ring. I don't think WWE wants that on their hands. They don't want to have Samoa Joe have a concussion and like he's done, he's done right there. He's done. You know, I don't think they want that. So I would have one more match, and it would be against Punk. But it's weird now because again, Vince McMahon's always had the fi- he has always had the fixation of the old mentality, seventies, eighties wrestler archetype: big, tall, built, beef. You see Drew McIntyre, you see Brock Lesnar, you see Goldberg, you see Roman Reigns, and then you see Punk. Yeah. In the main roster, Punk won't cut it. You do – if Punk were to do to the roster in NXT what Paul Heyman did to Punk when Punk first got there, there would be no Wednesday Night War. NXT would destroy AEW, promo class, timing a match, looking at the hard cam, knowing when to, knowing when to go home, all, this, the, all the actual in-ring fundamentals. Doesn't matter if you're still flippy dippy or if you're still doing what you're doing, but the so the, the time limits. Oh god, that would be yeah. I I, I I honestly, as even now, like I I if Punk never shows up on my TV again as a, as a pro wrestler, I'm fine with that. But if he goes to if if he gets paid serious money to be an agent and to just travel every other week to the performance center and just show these show the guys, you know. <laughs> Oh, but that that nah. it won't happen. That's not fantasy booking. No, nah, you're not spending all that for for somebody behind the scenes, especially yeah. right now. And that's it. So is that is that it? Like, punk, is that the punk talk for the for this year? Yes. Can we do that? Can we do that? Yes. You know, unless he surprises us with something like that. Oh. My match of the week pick is Portier versus McGregor. <laughs> 
because that's what it feels like watching three hours of Raw. <laughs> Not the Bernie Sanders thing? No. No, I, I, no, I, I keep the heat on. I don't need mittens. <laughs> um, last night's fucking match with the uh, Dark Order and um, the Young Bucks and, and uh, the Good Brothers. That was entertaining for me. I would have never thought in 2019, this time in 2019, that I would be not only cheering for the Dark Order, but wanting them on my television. And after last night, fuck, dude. <laughs> Just see Silver stand up together. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, Johnny, John, Johnny Hungy. <laughs> Commentators put, oh, man. That was that that was fun. The way they showed them off, taking all all four of them in that sprint melee. Yeah, dude, that combination, man, of silver doing a suplex, I think. And no, the doing... combination that ends in like the into into like the the the, the heel kick into like the super kick into the suplex into the into Reynolds jumping over and cradling him in the cover. <laughs> no, before that, the uh, it was I think it was a super kick to a suplex, and then Eva Uno grabs him for the move with oh for the fatality. Yeah, oh. I was like, I even showed that to my wife. I'm like, check this out. That shit looks badass, and she's like, yeah. You know, I searched the Dick Zoe that got done on that. That feels good. Nah. <laughs> uh, Shauna looked good. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll go back a couple of weeks. That fucking TNT title match with Darby Allen and Brian Cage, where Allen went through that table, where he like got a first class trip to that table. Yeah, and they, they told the story pretty good on that match. But that was a good big man versus small man story there. That yeah, yeah. Um, dude, I'm running low on on match of the week picks. Um, Jungle Boy versus Dax. That okay, so when I was. So when I finished watching that match, the first thought I had was, is it better than Ibushi White? Oh, hell no. I, I, but the reason I thought that was because for a split second. You had it up there. Yeah, I had it up there. That, wow. they, they, the story was fucking good, dude. Everyone played their role. Fucking Luchasaurus keeping them back. And then um, Cash trying to reach out like, I'll help you. Oh, wait. Fuck, you know, and it was good. That, I have one. I have one nit to pick. One ticket, and I think this is with AW in general because they say it often enough that it, it's kind of seared in my head. And they've only done it once. I think they've only done it once. That match should have gone to a twenty-minute draw. Leave that open ended. Uh, the the way the as as cool as the finish was and having uh, Dax tap out that quick once he got that stretch muffler or whatever STO or whatever <laughs> version that Jungle Boy calls it. You didn't have to give that up now. You could have saved that. You know, you could have had you could have had the twenty minute time limit draw, and instead of everybody fighting, just have every everybody look at Jungle Boy like. Like, even Luchasaurus step up, like, like everybody's like, oh, fuck. 
This is the same guy that went on a 10-minute draw with Chris Jericho. Yes. And now he went 20 minutes with Dax and you can't beat this kid? That that would have put over Jungle Boy 10 times more than having him tap Jack Harwood out. Everything in that match from A to Y was beautiful. Just Z. You just was if they, if they had Z down, I would probably spend the next three minutes trying to convince you that it was as good, if not better, than Ibushi White. But that, but the, but that was the, the only nit to pick. That match, and for a television match, that was fucking good. Uh, I tuned in late, so I missed the one match that I really wanted to see: Archer and Kingston. How was that? That was hard hitting, but it was a great storytelling, though. Um, the fact that uh, Kingston played it out of no, this is gonna be man to man, singles. And for for Lance to even be like, hey, tell, telling uh, Jake, stay back. You know what? We're going to handle this. To come at the very end, you have uh, um, Butcher and Blade oh. dragging, dragging Jake the Snake. Oh, uh, no! I missed that! Yeah. I have to go back and watch it. It's actually pretty oh. good. It's a, pretty, it's a really good story right there. But, damn, fucking Kingston is a good storyteller. Oh, yeah. I would have loved to have spent time to talk about Mil Muertes beating a shit ton of jobbers in the last couple of episodes of MLW, <laughs> but goddamn, the combination of that shitty quinceanera place <laughs> and the first match Mil Muertes had against some random jobber, he was shuffling a lot. Like he was, it looked like he had a lot of rust on him. Yes, he does. It, he look, it does. looked it. Like it just, it, yeah. Because I don't even think he's even competing as his other personality in uh, CMLL or AAA, whichever one it is. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't thinking that at all. Speaking uh, of which, New Japan. Ooh. There's not a lot, but there's enough. Satoshi Kojima against Will Ospreay, one-on-one. Ooh. Ospreay's reign of... Uh, what's it called? Snobbiness? Mm-hmm. Douchebaggery? Yes. Yeah. I'm at seven. I, got I need more of Kojima. I, I'm. I don't. I'm. I'm still asking myself, what's a Satoshi Kojima? I haven't had that. I haven't had that. Um, there's matches where like you open up your eyes. After Nakamura, I opened my eyes on Ibushi. After Ibushi, I opened up my eye because of Ibushi. I opened up my eyes to Taichi. I need that match that opens me up yes. to Satoshi Kojima. I don't know what a Satoshi Kojima is yet. But if you're doing it with Osprey, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. So I'm watching this. I'm at a seven. I obviously have Osprey winning. If he lost at Wrestle Kingdom, he needs some wins on the back end to solidify that group. Especially if he's going to get a rematch later on. So I've got Osprey winning. I got a seven too. I got Osprey winning. This would be a great position to see if Osprey could handle that start making uh aspect that they want of their heavyweights. Yeah. Especially with the younger class. It's him, Ibushi, Jay White. Those three right now? They're three their new version of the three musketeers. Yeah. Speaking of the old one. Tanahashi against Takagi. <laughs> <laughs> Takagi, please break him and put him to sleep already. Oh. 
Is this that time of the year where the youngin puts Tanahashi out for a while and then he comes back like around July or August and they rebring, they re, restart that feud? Jay White did that already. Uh, somebody else did that a, a couple years ago. Come in, I forget. Put him out and bring him back for uh, G1. Yeah. Yeah, that would be good. I'm at a nine. <laughs> yeah. I'm at a nine because I'm. Maybe it's because of my fault. Maybe it was just timing. I, I, if it's happened, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen Tanahashi in like the hard hitting matches. I haven't seen Tanahashi against uh, Ishii. I haven't seen Tanahashi against Suzuki. I haven't seen Tanahashi against Jeff Cobb. So having seen Tanahashi against a guy that'll bring it like Takagi, I'm curious to see how much that body will take. Tanahashi's last brutal beating that I remember seeing was back when Nakamura was there. And that's when, when Nakamura was bringing in that MMA aspect mm-hmm. and started getting the flamboyant out there and everything. But it was during their battles. Was that I mean, for the Intercontinental title? Yes. And those were hard-hitting matches back in the day. Yeah. And I think, uh, honestly, I, that, that'll probably be the last person that took Tanahashi to the limit when it comes to hard to Physically. Style. Yeah. yeah. But Takagi right now, oh man. Yeah, I'm at nine. I don't know what's. Ke- I think the fact that I haven't seen Tanahashi against the hard hitters keeping me from a ten. But I've got, and I'm gonna throw it out there. I've got Takagi winning. Oh, I got that too. I got that at nine. For me, for the, over, uh, for the never never open weight title. So Takagi's probably gonna do everything he can to try to keep that belt, other than cheat, which yeah. is weird because I'm not used to Ingo Ornavas. <laughs> Being straight and narrow. Uh, yeah, that's true. Bring some sen- some shenanigans from uh, red. Yeah, that'd be good. Um, there's some six mans and some other tag matches, but those two are the matches that stood out to me. That, that those are probably going to be the two matches that I'm definitely going to watch out of the entire show. After that, it'll be when New Genesis. Um, there's a new beginning in um. Is this the Sakura? road to New Beginnings? No, or? this is New Beginnings in um, Nakoro. No, the other one. Um, Nagata, Nagata, Nagata. This is the fir- yeah. This is the first one. This isn't a road to. This is the show. Hmm. Um, but I'm I'm looking forward. I get to wake up Saturday, and that's already going to be there. So fuck it, I'm going to watch that. I'll, or I might just try to watch that somewhere before the Rumble. Um. Beach break is happening this coming Wednesday. Um, what's the first thing that cop that that comes to your mind when you when you think about this week's dynamite coming up? That promo from Moxley. Yeah. When it comes to the to the elite and oh, that promo kind of caught my attention, but the one that furthered it was Pox. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pac's more mental breakdown of being a real bastard mm-hmm. is getting shown up, and I like it. It's it, that that's gonna be a bit combustible too, because I don't think Moxley mentioned Pack or Fe- uh, or Phoenix in his promo, and Pack didn't mention Moxley at all in his promo, even though he mentioned about family mm-hmm. because Penson Phoenix in the the triangle against um, against Omega and the Bullet Club. I'm not sure if they're going to – but before the match is over, I'm not sure if they're going to completely get along. And I think mm-hmm. I'm worried more about Pac, Pac and, 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 uh, and Moxley because Phoenix and Moxley, there's something there. 
Like you can tell there's a respect factor there, yeah. but there, but Hawk's Hawk's gonna be that odd man out, I think. Where you at for the six man? I got it at eight. One that's intriguing, and the other aspect I want to see what they're gonna go with the whole bullet club. Because it just so happened that Penta's here in the States. Mm. And there's been shots taken from both sides. Mm. So that's the... Moxie's been bringing up the road to all wrestling, Japan, America, everything goes to me. Ooh. Mmm. That's my fantasy dangling in the carrot on me for, for that. That Kenta interferes somehow? Yes. Mm. I'm at an eight for this match. I would be higher, but apparently it wasn't enough to get me to watch Impact. So Omega and the Good Brothers aren't, aren't for whatever reason, they aren't doing it for me. It's the other side. It's Moxley, it's Phoenix, it's Pac. I've got, I've got the Good Brothers eking it out. Omega and the Good Brothers to keep yeah. the feud going. Um, I'm smelling a, a rematch at Revolution between Moxley and Omega for the title, and I think some I think something's gonna happen. But that's that's in March. They, I'm not sure if I'm really looking forward to an AW pay per view on Sunday. I thought they had the right idea of doing Saturday nights, but the night that they had scheduled, um, Paul Ryan or some some dude. There's a boxing. There's match, a boxing right? match going on that night with like some YouTube star or whatever, and they didn't want to conflict with the with the buys or whatever. Was it that one or is it the Ryan Pacquiao match? No, it's not that one. Okay. It's not the Pacquiao match. It's the other one. Um, I am going to just, spoiler alert. Mm. Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa. Oh, I was going to Yes. The story there. COVID kind of delayed it a little bit, but. Man. I think COVID made it better. Because the full Thunder Rosa cut at her at her home came out all right. Um, distance makes the heart grow fonder. If you have them facing off every week back and forth, it kind of dilutes it. So having them separated for that long. So when Thunder Rosa came out last Wednesday, oh, man, I was ready for that shit. Dude, Britt Baker's coming around. Her oh, work yeah, yeah. all around, man, has been a whole lot better. His ma- her match with Shauna was great. Mm. Shauna in that BBC outfit. Mm. <laughs> ah. um, I'm at a 10 for that. I honestly, I don't care who wins. I just want to they, see them fight. It's it's a great build up that they've been having yeah. for the last couple of months. Yeah. The waiting room promos have been funny. <laughs> um, I'm just, I'm ready for it, dude. Fuck it, Thunder Rosa. I got Thunder Rosa winning. I got Brett. Ooh. I'll go against you on that one. All right, we'll have to revisit this from the, yeah. the next episode and see who who got the right, who got it right. Something else has got my attention. The tag team. Mm-hmm. That little they comment cut, they made. They cut. <laughs> you don't want to talk about carrots that that are dangling in front of you. I. They're building up a story on television that the young bucks. That SCU want one more shot at the Young Bucks, and if SCU doesn't do it, they'll break up. But as soon as fucking Young Bucks said that that they're in it, and if they win it, they get to pick anyone, and they turn to Anderson and Gallows, I want Young Bucks against Anderson and Gallows. <laughs> it's that obvious. Which is weird, because SCU is not, from the promo picture of the tag teams, 
I don't think SEO is even on in there. It? So that that was my biggest thing. I was like, wait, there's a section missing here. Say the young bucks aren't in it. Who would you want to see win? Um, private party. Just because of the way the momentum Matt Hardy is going into it. Yeah, but the young books, you don't know if their faces are heels because they're conflicted with fucking with the Good Brothers and Candy doing their douchebaggery, and now Private Party are also heels because they're now under under Big Money Matt. I don't know how that would work. They, I don't. Legitimate story wise, yeah, I. I Other than them, story, who, oh man! Oh, would you put uh, Jericho and MJF because they're in that tag team thing? They're the ones representing the inner circle. Nah, nah. I, you throw an out there pick. I'm gonna throw an out there pick just to, just because I think they deserve the rub. Varsity Blondes. Griff and Pillman last Wednesday looked better than I think either of them ever have. Yeah. And it, it, it helped that they were in the ring with Jericho. Um, but they look really good. They look really good. And I'm thinking, like, there's still tension with MJF and Sammy, and I think Sammy's going to cost MJF the win for the team. Oh, I fucking loved it, dude. They're all out there. And then fucking when Garrison's beating the shit out of fucking MJF. Everybody in their circle is like bitching out grip. <laughs> oh, Sammy just been eating all that shit up. I, I'm, I, I just want to fast forward to MJF versus Sammy. That's going to be fun. God damn. My thing, whenever I see Griff Garrison on my screen, I always think about John Silver and the Dark Order. Who the fuck is Griff Garrison? <laughs> That's Jungle Boy. <laughs> oh, oh man! I think they gave it away. I want to see Young Bucks against fucking Good Brothers. Good Brothers. Yeah. You um, you see that uh, AEW trademark battle of the belts for a, yes. for a show? Do you know the origins of that? Uh, isn't it uh, NWA and uh? I want to say Nipto? Yeah. Right? Yeah, old school, back in the day. Yeah. I'm not sure if, if it's title for title or just like a Clash of Champions style, but that would be a nice way to bring back, introduce the the, the agreement with uh, New Japan. Oh, that'd be crazy. You have Impact, AEW, and New Japan on one show. Super show. <laughs> Super Clash. Yeah. Triple Threat Champions. <laughs> Is the wedding obvious? It's the first wedding ever in AEW. You know how weddings end up in pro wrestling. Call it. What's happening? How is this wedding ending? It's gonna get ruined by Miro. It's gonna get ruined by Miro. Just, uh, I'm just shit. You just spitballing? <laughs> yeah, spitballing. It's too obvious. It's, 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 I, it's paint by the numbers. I wouldn't complain if the, if it, the payoff's good. Um, it's it's hard because um, Trent's out, but I've got no oh, Orange Cassidy. <laughs> Dumps the orange juice. 
Then we get Kip and Miro tag team against uh, the Butler. By ne- by then, his thirty days will be up. Yeah. And then you get uh, Orange and uh, you get best friends. You get best friends tag match Revolution. Fuck it, Mimosa Mayhem. Bring it back. If that's if that's how you ruin the wedding by dumping them in orange juice, put them in there. Put again. them in. Do it again. Yeah. yeah. Ah, I see that. Yeah. And ha- and throw Penelope in there. <laughs> After you beat Miro and fucking uh, Kip Sabian, you throw Penelope in there. Yeah. The old uh, wedding gown. It's ruined. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. Honestly, if they were if they were to go like the the old um, Nitro reel kind of stuff, it sucks how Joey Janela's story just went down. Oh. That would be a. That's too real, bro. I, that would be something there. Have real Joey Janela ruin it? Yeah. <laughs> we, they, there has to be a wedding, so it's the, you have Joey Janela marry Sunny Kiss. <laughs> I'm more. It, you know what? It's weird. I say this. I might be just as interested for Beach Break this coming Wednesday than I am with the Royal Rumble. Same here. There's probably. I think up before Friday. The day before the last SmackDown, I think there's only 15 names for each Rumble match that have already been announced. So half of it is uh, is going to be on the fly. I kind of, I'm kind of a bit upset that they didn't save save Edge for a surprise and just have him cut that promo without any build on Raw that he was going to show up and just be like, "Oh hey, I'm in the Rumble, and I'm going to cut this 10 minute promo like I'm watching it, like I'm in an episode of NCIS and tell you why it sucked." Just for real, that I have to have this. One last moment that I go out on my own. Turn. The voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Um, let's end it on a high. Royal Rumbles this weekend. Give me some of your favorite Royal Rumble moments. One of the ones that always sticks out to me was that, uh, was it Royal Rumble 2017, where Roman defended his title? Or was it 18? 17. It's 17. When Roman got tossed out. No, I'm sorry. It's 16. When Roman got tossed out, and it was Dean and Triple H. That freaking pop of Dean just like... Ripping his shirt off and come on, what? That would have been on my resume if <laughs> WWE was like, fix something in the past that you think you would have done better. Have Dean win, and I've said <laughs> and I've said it on the show before, and for new listeners or just to go down memory lane, I will say it again. Dean and Triple H are the last two people in the match. Roman's been eliminated. The winner is the new champion. Triple H and Dean Ambrose go face to face, nose to nose, to nose, because it is that big. And then Triple H starts slowly backing away, slowly backing away, slowly hits the ropes, slowly flips himself over, and eliminates himself, and gives Ambrose the belt. And you would have the two-month build to see if Ambrose is still Team Shield, or if Ambrose is Team Corporate. You could have built that up and just like have people guessing. I would, yeah. Again, my resume's out there. 
you went on the tail end. I'm going to go on the front end. AJ Styles' debut in that 2016 oh, Royal Rumble. Yes. Oh, when, did you see the, the, um, the Untold? Untold? was pretty good. Yeah. They, oh, yeah. That was good. I liked it. Um, AJ's debut, just even now, I still get goosebumps. I'm being there, here, seeing the theme. As soon as I saw Phenomenal on the screen, I'm marking out in the fucking audience like everybody else. Scott's three rows above me, looking, videotaping me, marking the fuck out, making fun of me because I am. Who, who wouldn't? Well, you wouldn't oh, have fuck, fucking yeah. AJ in Orlando. If you if you would have done it anywhere else, he would not have gotten that pop. AJ in Orlando? Oh, Probably Nashville. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Hit me with another one. Um, The Austin... Um, I think it was his second. That chair shot with Kane. Oh, 2001. Yes. Ooh, to eliminate him? Yes. Ooh. I, I, I just like, that was the year that Kane was going rampage, if I ever remember. Wow. Um, all right, so I'm going to match you again. You went Austin, 2001. I'm going with Austin's entrance in 98. That build-up to that Royal Rumble, Austin was stunning everybody. He stunned Jeff Jarrett and then did the strut. He stunned. <laughs> I forgot about he that. He stunned Sergeant Slaughter and started doing the push-ups. He stunned Jr. He stunned the King. He stunned McMahon to the point where number eighteen or nineteen, that glass shatters, and there's about maybe nine or ten guys in the ring, and everybody stopped what the fuck they were doing. Everybody was looking at that entrance ramp. Everybody wanted a piece of Stone Cold Steve Austin. That motherfucker came out from the crowd and came up behind. What? What? Started throwing people out. Oh man, that pop he got in '98, you knew. And then they were showing, they were showing clips of Mike Tyson going, yeah, 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 from the fucking box up there, and I go all ham for Austin. Oh, that '98, that, that just, just that, those like three minutes. Those three minutes when Austin, when that glass breaks, oh, timeless, dude. I'm Fucking watch, timeless. Just what I'm going to watch that one again. Man. Give me another one. I got more. I've got at least, uh, I've got a top five and I've got two or three more. Uh, for sentimental reasons, um, that Rey Mysterio one for me. Oh, for it Eddie? Was just nostalgia, yeah. 62 minutes, 12 seconds. God damn. And you saw who he eliminated? Eliminated Triple H, mm-hmm. eliminated Randy Orton. He he got rid of some big names that that really put Dre over. Yeah, really did. Um, if you're gonna go sentimental, I'm gonna be I'm a I'm it's fucking obvious Edge last year. <laughs> yeah, that pop. Just that shock, that yeah. that face reaction of him, like, what the fuck am I doing here? <laughs> yeah, he sold it better than anybody. Yeah. He reacted the way we reacted to him. What? Yeah. <laughs> Keep going. Uh, I guess the shock factor of McMahon winning. 99. Yeah. The first, in, uh, the first I think two, was, and then they ran around the yes. entire fucking building. Bathroom and they, shot. And they leave him in the stalls or something like that. Yeah. And then Austin comes back, eliminates everybody. McMahon comes back and tosses him over. Mm-hmm. That was when uh, McMahon won it and defended his title shot at San Valentine's Massacre, right? Yeah. If you're going to go for the over-the-top elimination, then I'm going to match you again. I'm going to go for an over-the-top elimination. And over-the-top in general. 
Uh, I'm going to guess the year because this is the one year that I didn't write down. Um, 91? 91? Uh, Sean Visa? Ric Flair eliminating Sid to become the undisputed champion. And just hearing Bobby the Brain Heaton on commentary lose his fucking shit for like four minutes nonstop. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, man. I, I missed. Oh, God. That that's, moment. That's, Hogan pulled. Sid eliminated Hogan. And Hogan grabbed Sid's arm and helped Ric Flair eliminate Sid for him to get that victory. With that promo at the end. With a tear in my eye. Oh, yeah. As much as they started the year off with that, they fucking ruined Mania with that on that one. The, you could have had the dream match that everybody wanted, Flair Hogan. Yeah. Had a good time, but digress on that one. Was that four? That's uh, that's four. Yeah. You got one more in you? One more. This one's a tricky one because it's a. Uh, he who must not be named. Oh, that guy. What's yeah. his face? Benoit. Mm. <laughs> That's awful. That's awful. Yes. As much as it's awful. Ah, don't look. I had to put the microphone in the center. Oh. That's why it's there. You're not supposed to look at it. Oh, okay. That. Yeah, there's gonna be like four there's gonna be like four minutes of the podcast and I'm gonna be very loud. I'm not gonna tune that down. But yeah, it was all more because of the the whole aspect of going one from the very beginning, current. Was it the la- the latter part of what two decades that they did that? Yeah, yeah. Um, I tried not to be biased in some of these picks, but I'm gonna be biased with my pick because that's another another rumble that I was in attendance for. Um, 2007 in San Antonio. The last. Seven minutes. Oh shit! The last. I forgot about that one. The last seven minutes of HBK Undertaker in HBK's hometown. Mm-hmm. Ooh, doggy! And I was I I had just recently watched that one because I watched those last seven minutes and then I watched the first seven minutes of, of the next, next Rumble that where they continued it. I was yeah. like, wait, these two ended it last year and they're starting off this year. Yeah. All right, I'm good. With Michael Buffer doing the introduction yeah. for both of them and butchering HBK's intro. Oh, my God. That was awesome. The Heartbreak Kid. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. You got any more? I've got some honorable mentions. No, um, I already told you that one. Cena coming in on that. Was it 2008, I guess? Yeah, 2008. Piper and Snooker. Oh, <laughs> yeah. They're like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Um, 2002, Maven eliminating The Undertaker. Oh. And then The Undertaker dragging his ass all over the arena, beating the ever-loving fuck out of Maven. That was a year perfect win in there, right? Yeah. Um, the Ultimate Staredown. I think it was um, 90... I think it was... Either 91, uh, 92, or 90. I think it was nine. Um, Hulk Hogan and Ultimate Warrior for the first time oh, yeah. in that Rumble. And they didn't do shit those two minutes. They just, for like a minute and a half, they just stared, stood there staring at each other. And you just see the crowd going ape shit. And then Hogan goes for clothesline. Warrior doesn't move. Warrior goes for clothesline. Hogan doesn't move. 
They both go for clothesline. They're both knocked down. And then the next Rumble entry goes in. But those two, that 90 seconds of Hogan and Warrior face-to-face and circling, dude, there's been very few moments in wrestling where you like two people that much that you couldn't choose between the two. And you're just there, like, losing your shit in the moment. I just had one right now that's within my time, but I forgot it. Ah. It was a 2000 and... It wasn't nine. Fuck, I forgot it. Damn. 2009? I think so. There were... I, it, I just... It just left my mind right now. Damn, Bobby! 2009, so that was for WrestleMania 25 in Houston. 26. So, never mind. The year after that one. 26. The story of Shawn Michaels trying to... Trying to get that shot because at that time Undertaker was champion. That oh. redemption storyline. And, and he got eliminated. And yeah. he just went ape shit. Also goes in there, super kicks everybody. <laughs> and the referees too. <laughs> oh, I got one more. I got one more because I, 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 it is, it's charming to me. This was um, Rumble in 2005. Yeah, Rumble 2005. Uh, Team Raw versus Team SmackDown. There's four guys from Team Raw, four guys from SmackDown in the ring. I, if you ask me, put a gun to my head, who those people were, I have no idea who the fuck they were. And they're beating the hell out of each other. And then entrant number like 19 or 20, and it's Muhammad Hassan. And they all beat him. He walks into the ring, and like and like Jesus, he like parted the – Moses, he like parted the ring. And the Raw people are here, and the SmackDown people are here. And, like, before, there was people chanting for Team Raw, and then there was people chanting for Team SmackDown. Yeah. Then Hassan went in the ring, and they started chanting USA. Everybody beat the shit out of Hassan. <laughs> they all collectively picked him up threw him the fuck out. He wasn't even there long enough for another entrant to come in. He was in. He was out. Dunzo. Loved it. And then they went back to the Raw and SmackDown bullshit. But that moment, that, that, God, that Hassan, dude, they, I wish they would do a Dark Side of the Ring episode on, on Hassan. Oh, yeah. Just on a storyline basis of what of how the timing of everything fell apart. Because he had they he had potential. Fuck, oh, dude. They could have really done something with him if it weren't for the network being so fucking the the one rumble that I liked that showed somewhat of a transition of power was the year that Nakamura won it. Two thousand and eighteen. No, 19. No, it was 18. 18, yeah. It was 18. That was 34, 18. 2018, the last six men. It was Rey Mysterio, John Cena, Randy Orton on one side. And the other side was Nakamura, Finn Balor, and somebody else. That's right. And it was that transition of power of, you saw the the, the old guard and the, the new old guard. guard and the new guard. I was like, all right, I like this. They kind of did the same thing with the women, right? Because it was Nikki and Brie Bella and then on one side, and then Oscar and somebody else. I can't put my finger on it. That was the year that Oscar and Nakamura won it. Yep. It was yeah. Team Japan all the way. Arigato. Simon. Yeah. Um, shit, man. All the timelines in the last couple of days of my Facebook feed, if the, if the Rumble was in front of an audience, you'd probably be there. I would, I would probably risk it and go. Just because I need the fix. 
And because it's one night. I wouldn't do fucking two nights at WrestleMania. I'm surprised they don't do it. They don't have people there, but they have the, the biggest arena. Yeah. Tropicana. Oh, that's it. That's it for a show. Um, hopefully, we'll be more optimistic next week or next time we record after we get all the results from the Rumble. Or anything like that. Uh, we will be back in two weeks. Two weeks. We will be previewing NXT TakeOver St. Valentine's Massacre. Mm. Yeah. Which I probably won't be able to watch live because I'll be gone. <laughs> so, uh, We'll see how that goes, and um, and after that, I think after that's Revolution in March. There really, there's not really a lot. It depends what the calendar's like because I'm not sure they haven't really. It's hearsay. It's not really official that um, that Armageddon's being brought back as a as a buffer pay per view between now and Mania. Yeah. Um, I saw some documents that leaked that they were having Fast Lane and they're using it to test the network on Peacock or whatever. So I know Fast Lane's actually happening. I don't, they haven't said anything concrete about Armageddon. They'll probably talk about that. Oh, thank you for watching Royal Rumble. The next time we'll be on, on pay-per-view here on the network is such and such for Armageddon or, or whatever they end up doing. Yeah. Um, so we'll see when that happens. We'll see if Abel's still here. <laughs> he gets yeah. lost in Dallas and we never see him again. Yeah, God knows that's that Bucky story he told us. <laughs> <laughs> well, until next time, adios, my friends. Keep it classy. Yeah, that's you. Hey, what'd you think about the dark side of the ring stuff? The new episode. They're doing filming. They actually signed Austin to, to, yeah. to the filming episode. That, that's interesting. Yeah, I need to, they're probably going to talk about that gun angle. Oh, that, that doesn't hold up. <laughs> um, I don't know much about FMW, so I'm curious to see... Uh, curious to see about that hardcore stuff um uh there's there's some topics on there that I, I that i'm curious to see because i the first two seasons have taught me stuff about about wrestling that i didn't know like um uwf i didn't know anything about that stuff um i wasn't i wasn't completely involved in the superfly stuff i didn't know much about it so watching that episode I was like oh that's interesting your eyes. Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, so there's some there's some stuff on season three that I'm really curious to see what how it how it opens up my eyes. Um, but the overall, it's been fucking. The, there hasn't been a bad episode. It's it's all good. So I'm, I'm I would like to know if they're gonna do another season of the wrestlers. The wrestlers was interesting because they went fucking all over. They did the uh, the the cholitas. I need to see that. Um, they did the cholitas. They did the hardcore wrestling. From Japan, they uh they did um did they do someone with the, the a, queer wrestling? That if they I remember, did right, they did some Guatemalan ones, right? Yeah, they did the whole Mexico one where the wrestlers were wrestling on the on the on the on the street on the street during the Ooh. red lights. Yeah, that that whole that was another one that that really opened up my eyes on on like the other sides of the Rubik's cube of pro wrestling because all that, especially now with ADHD and me being stupid. It's easy to just focus on what's on TV, like just that one color of the Rubik's cube. But there's so fucking much, dude. I, I, I. It, it was to the point where, um, 
it's in Bolivia, the Cholitas in Bolivia, to the point that I was like, man, let me see what Bolivia's like. Because how, how hard is it to, to travel out there? Obviously, before pandemic, because the rest of it already happened. Yeah, it happened before season two of Dark Side. But I was like, man, I I, I want to see everything now. Like I want to see as much as I wouldn't want to see it continuously. I wouldn't mind seeing a hardcore death match in Japan. I wouldn't mind seeing a, a gay wrestler against a blow up doll. <laughs> You know, the Cholitas <laughs> beating up actual men and the Cholitas in their all fucking skirts and yeah. uh, watching, like, everything. Like, I, it, it opened my eyes to watching everything. So, if, if anything, um, wrestlers. I didn't watch Bible. Yeah. If you don't have access to it, we'll make, we'll, we can do a... Um, Is it, like, Vice or something? Yeah, it's Vice. It might okay. it, The episodes might be for free on the website. I'll check it out. I think it's a nice website. It's, they're good. They're, they're, Give me some of the ones. Order it now, get up. Is it more?